and just have them talk a little bit about their time in Spain and some things they saw. And then right at the end, they're going to lead us in a time of prayer specifically for this ministry in Spain that we get to partner with. So, Yeah, and then after that, anybody that has more specific questions or kind of wants to know, like, hey, what's the next step? We'll be meeting right over here as soon as we finish tonight. So if you want to come talk with us or if you want to hear about how on the trip Kelsey almost killed someone, <laughs> I will tell you that story. You can just... I've heard the story. It's very good. You can I just, almost actually died from, you, as a result of as it. As a result. So, you guys should come and listen to that at least. Yes. But anyways, um, it, was, it was a really cool experience to get to see... I mean, you know that it's true that the same God that is working here is working all around the world, but it's just such an encouraging thing to my heart when I get to be reminded of that with people right in front of me, Um, and the trip definitely was that. So we just wanted to spend a few minutes tonight kind of telling you like the practical side of life over there. What does it look like? What are the people actually doing and kind of just the feel of the city and what the needs are and that sort of thing. Um, so first of all, and Scott kind of touched on this, but he talked about how when we go to Albuquerque, like we're going there to serve, um, and to serve the local church and the the local people who are already there doing outreach and discipleship. And that is like a really crucial thing. Short-term missions are super important. And I would define short-term missions really as kind of anything less than a, than a year is more of a short-term thing. So um, they're hugely beneficial. I think they're really important. But the, the thing that has to kind of be in place with short-term missions is people on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we do not go into a place and try to save a few people and then tell them, all right, good luck, and hightail it out of there. I mean, we even see in the, as the church is, like, starting all over the New Testament, um, so many of the letters are, you know, discipleship, long distance, coming back and forth and trips and things like that. So the really cool thing about Spain is that um, they have an awesome team. That's the really cool thing about Spain is that um, we have the privilege of getting to partner with them and go for a semester knowing that there's kind of, there's a little bit of the pressure is taken off in knowing that I don't have to solve everything right here in a couple of months in a semester um, that there's a really cool team who is here, who is working. Um, and, and it's more so there's, there's opportunities for me to serve and invite people in and connect people. So first of all, Valencia has such a cool feel about it. I absolutely loved it. Um, if you've traveled at all in Europe, you kind of find that most universities are nothing like a Stillwater feel. They're like bu- a buildings here, a building's five miles that way. A build like everything is just really spread out. Um, and Valencia, I was pleasantly surprised, is not that way. They actually have kind of like a campus, um, and there are a lot of students there. And so there's a lot of walking, um, and there it just I I almost felt a little bit like just at home because there's students everywhere. Um, and so it feels really lively and fun. Um, it it feels very safe. I can say that Kelsey and I. Um, we're out midnight um, or later maybe and perfectly safe and felt fine and we're encouraged by the team there Mm -hmm. that that's kind of it's such a low crime 
you know, it's such a low crime rate. So it just has a fun feel about it. It has a young atmosphere. Um, people are always eating outside and everywhere you look, people are, people are know, always eating. Also that, <laughs> yes, people are always eating. So I enjoyed a lot of croissants yeah. while I was there. And I would say there were times when I was there when it didn't even feel like Spain. Like there were times yeah. when I was there, I was like, I would be like, oh yeah, I'm in a different country. Like it felt a little bit like California, you know, in some ways, especially, when we were along the beach. And but. especially when we went on campus mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, there's the volleyball courts. Yes. And here's the cafeteria. Yeah. And here's yeah. the cafeteria. So, um, so just like here, there's a campus. Um, but the things that are different is here, you know, Scott, Drew, myself, we can go on campus. We can have lunch with you guys. Nobody bats an eye that a campus pastor is like, on campus hanging mm. out it's kind of what we do um, but in Spain it's not that way at all and so the team that exists there um, at in vivo at the campus ministry most of them are a little bit old not but 30s and 40s you know so they're not they're not student age for the most part and so that is where the difficulty kind of lies for them and where we can really meet a need is that um, there's two things going on the first thing is and Vivo is very new to Valencia as a campus ministry. Um, the Salamanca um, team, that's a, a, where another campus ministry is, another in Vivo. And that one has been there for at least 15 years and is well established and kind of has a good reputation. While in Valencia, this campus ministry is so new that people are really kind of leery of it. Mm -hmm. In fact, they told us that um, one of the, actually one of the native Spaniards who is on the team, um, her name is Noemi and she's, she was really sweet, but her, her initial flatmate when she was part of the team um, in Salamanca and then she moved to Valencia to help start up this ministry. And her flatmate after a couple months finally got up the courage to ask her, so are you in a cult? I mean, but that really is kind of, I mean, they don't know what to do with that and it's weird. And so um, they, they have a lot of events, which I'll talk about in a minute, but the, the real, the two big needs over there are first of all, um, just for regular people um, over there to meet regular people that are part of in vivo and part of their campus ministry and to see oh, okay like you're a normal person you're not you're not crazy you're not weird and to kind of in general establish that reputation um, and that will happen the longer they're there and the more of us that are able you know the more Christians that are able to do that meet people and make mm -hmm. connections um, and then the second thing is since the team is more established they really really need um, younger people to be available to make friends and to invite them in. And actually the way that kind of the culture is in Spain makes it really easy to do this. At their, their campus house, um, it's really close to campus. How far would you say, Kels? Two blocks. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, it's right there. Um, and kind of the way that everything works is they, they shut down in the afternoon. There's a lot of free time in the afternoon. My one complaint, you guys, they do eat all the time, but they don't eat dinner until like nine o'clock. And I thought I was going to die, but I didn't, I made it. You can eat lots of snacks. You can, you know, you can power through, but they have this free time. And so every single weekday that the campus house is open from mm -hmm. about one o'clock to eight o'clock. And it was awesome. You could come in and you would, there's always coffee and tea available. Um, they have sometimes scheduled events, like there's a yoga night or um, they'll, they'll have on Tuesday as a specific like outreach lunch. And Tuesday before one o'clock, before open hours start, they have two things going on. Half of the team is like cooking lunch 
And then the other half of the team is on campus playing this awesome, weird, fun lawn game and like passing out flyers, just inviting people, hey, do you want to come for a free lunch? They also um, have this bearded dragon. Also that. A pet bearded dragon that is like their mascot. Jira. Jira. And they walk out onto campus with it, and then they people just start swarming. He I'm just like, brings. I mean, he just attracts a lot. So as you can so imagine, that will be Ben's white. Ben White's studio when he goes. Yes. <laughs> or, or if you're like me, you don't have to touch him. It will be fine. Watch Minicage. Yes. So they have specific events, but other than specific events, they also just have these open hours. And there were constantly people there doing homework, playing Spicy Uno, playing video games, singing a lot of weird songs, um, all kinds of stuff. And it has just a really fun feel. A lot of the students that are involved in their campus ministry are not Christians, mm -hmm. a lot of them. Um, and while everyone there speaks Spanish, of course, um, Kelsey was better at that than I was. So I'm just throwing that out there. I had to really, it was a struggle. But they, they also, most of them also can speak some English. And mm -hmm. so um, even though I wouldn't necessarily understand the talks and things that were going on, I could have plenty of conversation mm -hmm. with students. And it was really amazing to watch how, like, they're coming back, these people that do not know Jesus. And it was very evident that they do not know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they keep showing up, and they're finding community, and mm -hmm. they're kind of finding a place to belong, mm -hmm. and they're starting to hear about Jesus. Um, and so that is a thing that is awesome. So they have that. Then they also have Thursday night which is super fun. So when you come to the table, you can also just stop and take a minute, and that can be like a reminder to pray um, for their Thursday night event. Um, so they have all these kind of specific things that are built in, um, but they need people. They need students to come. Um, Jesse, he's the team leader over there, and one of the things he was explaining to me was that if, when we have exchange students, at the end of their time with us, kind of the, the question that we want them to ask is, did I make a real friend? Um, and so, I mean, it really is getting there, getting to know the people, being friendly, um, inviting people in, but also just, just knowing that um, even, if, even if you leave and you never saw anybody come to know Jesus, mm -hmm. understanding that you, first of all, you're planting seeds and the Lord will work, but also just knowing, like, it does take time. Um, and in vivo still really new there. And if you can even just be part of getting across normalizing and getting across this kind of the, the weirdness that they feel, even that can go a really long way. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. Scott, what was the thing that Karen said in her letter that was like, do it simple, something, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Mm -hmm. The thing. Yeah. Keep it simple. Essentially you guys remember that part. I don't remember the whole thing, but he said, keep it simple. And the great thing about like doing ministry at Invivo is like, that's what they're going to ask of you. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to ask you pretty much to do what you're already doing here. <laughs> like when you're in your classes, think intentionally about who you're sitting next to. Mm -hmm. When you're walking on the mall, go <laughs> climb on the rock wall and think intentionally about, hmm, who have, who am I climbing with? Um, there are like, I'm not making this number up, probably like 30 volleyball nets on the beach. And we were there when it was pretty stinking cold, which that part was disappointing. But like when you're out on the beach playing volleyball, thinking, who am I playing volleyball with? And are these people who I can be friends with and invite to come with me? And so, mm -hmm. um, there's, there is cultural differences, but there are some things like, like college culture is kind of the yeah. same. Yeah. And so it's a simple way to do mission. And it's something that each and every one of you are equipped to do. Um, so just think about that if you're thinking, I don't know if I can go over there and do this. I don't know if I'm like the right type of person like you are. So anyway, so 
we want to go into prayer? Yeah. Okay, so. so one thing that we're going to do just to wrap up tonight, um, we're going to have a few minutes to just pray intentionally for in vivo um, and to kind of just pray about mission in general. And so how this is going to work is I will just like basically read a prayer prompt. Um, I'll give you guys like 30 seconds or so um, to pray about that. And then I will pray for that and then we'll move on to the next one. So um, the first thing is uh, for in vivo students, oh, for in vivo's student leadership team, that there would be mature Christians who come to their ministry who want to serve. So kind of like what Rachel said earlier, like probably like 30% or less of the students who are participating in the ministry are actively following Jesus mm-hmm. right now. And so when you think about what percentage of them are leaders, that's an even smaller percent. And when we asked, how can we be praying for you? They said, we want to start a student leadership team. So uh, pray for a few seconds for in vivo, their leadership team and that there would be mature Christians who come to their ministry who want to serve. Um, God, kind of like Scott said tonight, um, it is not possible um, to bless a mission field without looking different than the field. Um, So God, we ask that you would raise up mature Christians in in Vivo's ministry um, that would be mature, that would follow you, that would look different um, than other students who are going there. Um, God, that you would give them favor in other students' eyes Um, that they would speak boldly of you um, and exhibit you well. God, we ask that you would give them hearts of service um, that help meet little needs, um, that you would give them eyes to see the needs of their peers um, and even maybe to discern spiritual conditions of those who are around them. Um, God, we ask that um, you would develop those leaders out of the students who are already there um, and God, that you would even bring um, new ones to them. Okay, we'll move on to prompt two. Hold on, I'm going to have to unlock my phone really quickly. The second thing we're going to pray for is that the Christians who are in the ministry currently would be bold in sharing the gospel and that the non-believers would have open minds and open hearts to hear the gospel. So take a few seconds to pray for that. God, we ask um, that through your Holy Spirit, you would um, encourage the Christians who are in the ministry to speak boldly um, about the hope which they have found and um, about your son. Um, The fact that Jesus died on the cross and um, invites us to participate in your story. 
Um, God, we ask that um, you would um, soften hearts of non-believers um, who are interacting with um, Christian in vivo students, um, that their ears would be open, that their eyes would be open, and they would be receptive um, to, to the gospel. Um, God, that's the point of this ministry, um, and we just ask that um, your Holy Spirit would do a work there. And then the last thing that we're going to pray for is actually for our ministry, um, and that is that we would develop a love for in vivo and develop a burden for mission. So take a few seconds to pray for that. God, I thank you um, that there is a ministry on the other side of the ocean um, that we are praying for that is real, that has real students in it, uh, has real faces. And God, even though um, many of us uh, have not seen them and may not see them, I ask that you would put a specific love in our heart because of Jesus um, for in vivo Valencia. Um, I pray that, um, that this love would ultimately stem from um, a deep, deep understanding of the gospel um, and a deep, deep love for you. Um, God, I ask that um, it would become more and more real to us, the fact that um, you sent your son to die on the cross, and through his sacrifice, <laughs> we are invited to participate in, in your story. Um, and I ask that you would um, make that so real to us and make us so grateful for that that we can't help but invite others into that same story. Um, God, I ask that you would put a burden on our hearts to seek the lost just like you have done um, as we see repeatedly in Scripture. Um, God, I ask um, for people in this room uh, who Spain maybe has not been on their radar whatsoever, that maybe tonight there would be something um, that they say, God, I would be willing to do that. Um, and God, maybe it's not Spain where you send them. Maybe it's a chemistry lab. Uh, but God, I ask that you would just give us eyes to see and a heart that um, loves and seeks the lost because that is what you did for us. Lord, we ask all these things um, not for our glory, but for yours, that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we love you, but don't just take our word for it. See it in our actions. And in your precious and perfect son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Questions or you want to talk more about Spain? Come meet us over there. If you want to hear a story about how I almost killed someone with a suitcase, come over there.